you got to be true to yourself and do like what comes uh, as an instinct, not as a result of seeing someone else do it, you know, and that's, and, and that's kind of like where, where I like to lean towards. Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. My guest for this episode is Spaka Sama who is an incredible rapper, artist, gallery owner, show producer, and so much more. Um, in our interview, we get into all this, including his thoughts on mixtape culture, what he puts into his live shows, uh, the concept behind No Robots, and an announcement on where he's taking the project next. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to check this out. I will also be putting out some bonus episodes over the next couple of weeks uh, with Spaka, so make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. And as always, uh, please follow my pages on Facebook and Instagram uh, using the handle at LivingRoomUTB to see some show flyers, pictures, and more from uh, Spaka's time in music. I grew up in... Uh... Providence, then I lived in Newport for a little bit, and then I lived in Providence again. But I I don't know if the Newport really even counts because I was like so young, did a little yeah, bit yeah. of high school there. Okay. It's funny when you like did some high school there, it sounds like prison time or something. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think it was pretty, if you could like summarize it pretty normal, pretty, yeah, average, okay. you know. Um, lived with my dad and my older brother, plus I have some younger siblings. So, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't really doing much school, home, playing video games. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, uh, pretty simple. What were you into music-wise when you were growing up? Oh, man, music-wise, growing up, I listened to Lil Wayne. Pretty yeah. sure everyone listened to him. Um, yeah. a, lo- a lot of Dipset, particularly um, mm-hmm. Cameron and Joel Santana. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I also like a lot of other stuff like uh, Tracy Chapman. Um, listened to a lot of like funk stuff. I don't even know what it was. I was just listening to it because I like the beat. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was always kind of like, and still am. I don't particularly dive into other individuals' lives. I might just like intake some of their music, not even know who they are, figure that out later, kind of like just going with the flow. Yeah. Okay. So just if it's like, if you like the sound, you'll, you'll exactly do it for a little bit. Um, so, yeah. But, to me, it was, it was more of like a vibe thing, more of a sound and less yeah. about the, less about the individual. Okay. Um, and who who was introducing you to this stuff, or how were you finding out about um, it? So there was um, this place called Borders. I, I keep, I'm pretty sure it's still around, but I used to go there after school, and they had mm-hmm. this thing where you could put on headphones and listen to 
a couple of tracks okay. of an album. So I would just go there and just, uh, you know, just check out what was through. Yeah, check out whatever had like a cool cover. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let me check this out and listen to a couple of songs. So I really didn't know who I was listening to, what I was listening to. Just like, ooh, I like that sound. That sounds cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're just picking stuff up through all of that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, and I believe uh, Napster as well, whatever my brother was downloading. I was listening <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah. You could get a lot of stuff back then. You know, it's like. Yeah. And, and the industry realized that. And they're like, hey, everyone's getting all this free, free music. No, we need to find a way to monetize it. And now we have SoundCloud, Spotify, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How do those do for you now that you bring it up? Like, is, uh, is Spotify uh, beneficial to you as an artist? Um, it's, it's funny. Um, I use Spotify, but for the amount of work, time, effort that I put into things, to have to get like a million streams for pennies, yeah. I don't really, I think that's um, kind of like devaluing um, yeah. the artist. So I prefer to sell singles directly from my website and uh, things like Bandcamp and stuff like that. Yeah. Or I do a lot of physical CDs. A lot of people order CDs from my, from my website and stuff like that. I yeah. do have my music on Spotify and SoundCloud <clears throat> just so, you know, don't miss the opportunity uh, for new people to engage with the music yeah but primarily i like to just be direct with people and let them yeah either either buy a digital copy or a physical copy and that's been going really well for me because you know the 100 percent goes to the artist obviously like paypal and all that stuff takes their yeah yeah percent, but i rather someone do a pay what you can and give me what they think it's worth instead of um Streaming it like five hundred uh, yeah. times or whatever. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they can stream as much as they want. Yeah, yeah. But like the the value that you're gonna get, it's like you can listen to this yeah. five hundred times, or you could just, you know, give me five bucks or whatever. You know, yeah. like, and then and then you get to own it, and not yeah, everybody yeah. gets to have it. You know, and I think yeah. there's value in that. It's like, okay, I like this artist. I'm gonna pay for it, and I have it. And yeah. maybe other people don't get to hear that song unless you play it for them. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think. It would be dope to see artists kind of go back to that route and, um, you know, not give in too much to what these, what platforms are dictating for you to mm-hmm. do. Because if, if if artists don't put their music on it, they won't exist. You know, yeah. so it's kind of yeah. like it's our, it's it's up to the artists to choose where things go. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, the audience has a say as well, but if they like something and it's not on a certain platform you can't do anything about it, you know? So I think artists kind of need to take that power back. Mm-hmm. Um, and because imagine a young artist that maybe gets like a hundred thousand streams, let's say he was able to do that. He or she, or they were able to do that directly to their consumer without having to <laughs> get a million streams. Like, okay, I have 10,000 sales. Yeah, that's that's you know that's real money that you can use for the studio, use for equipment. Yeah, yeah, you know a lot of guys are um, busting their ass and um, not making any money, but they're spending yeah. money. You know, to yeah. to make this stuff, it's not free, and people always want shit from artists for free. But it's like, no man, I, I paid to do it, just yeah. like in any other service or situation. 
So if you want to consume it, you need a you should want to pay me. If you don't, then maybe I'm not the artist for you. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard uh, of the band Grubus Maltz from Providence? No, I haven't. No, no not yet. Um, I have now. <laughs> yeah, no, they have a song. You probably dig them. They were uh, Sage Francis's uh, backing band for a while. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So they're like they're in that kind of, but they have a song called What Ladder, and it yeah. is like the perfect uh, song about being a musician, and it's precisely what you're talking about, just like spending a bunch of money, getting in a tour van, playing a bunch of shows, putting out an album, and then just have someone at the show be like, can I have it for free? You know, yeah, and it, yeah. like they called it like the you're not worth my six bucks foundation, you know, and it's just like, but it's just so on point, you know, and I, I toured for years yeah. and done hundreds of shows as well. And it's just like when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, yeah, man, this is exactly what it's like, you know, like they don't know what it's like driving shows and all of the stuff that goes on besides the hour that you're on stage, you know, yeah. and depending on your situation, it depends on, you know, how you're funding all this stuff, too. A lot of people are paying out of pocket and don't make their money until after the show yeah know, so. yeah yeah so that's why i think it's a, a big um that would be a big like point for artists to be like hey just buy it directly from me yeah i mean i yeah. itunes is itunes is pretty good um for that like when you're selling singles and stuff like that you get a majority um oh, okay of the profit so that's not bad um yeah but like everything else and I'm not like shitting on Spotify or anything like that. No, I'm no. Saying, yeah. You know. But yeah, I mean, just to kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, so you're listening to a bunch of different music. When did you start performing? Like what What got um, you into into rap? So performing, I don't know what year it was, but I know the first place. Well, the first place I performed that was this like summer camp. <laughs> oh yeah where was that, that? doesn't count I, <laughs> oh, man i don't remember it was called any town but I, it was like a leadership kind of um development thing yeah. for like middle school or maybe even younger than that i was super okay. young i don't remember but like yeah they had a little talent show and um me and one of my friends did that so that was horrible though but <laughs> It, I had a good time, and um, yeah. I'd say my first legit performance, and take that with a grain of salt, was um at Black Rep, like okay. one of their open mics. Um, yeah. Um, and then after that, Jerky's tons of shows at Jerky's. Awesome. Yeah. And um, what kind of stuff were you doing? Is it uh, similar <laughs> to what you're doing now, or was Completely. it like? completely different back then okay. it was just it was just for fun and you know just trying to like very uh bravado and like trying to be cool and stuff like that um yeah but i do appreciate all the type of music that i made back then mm -hmm. um just because it led me to realize what type of music i actually wanted to make mm -hmm. you know as as i matured and everything like that so it was cool to get that out my system early. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And I think as far as starting to rap, it was based on my older brothers. Both of my brothers were doing music. Um, so, you know, they'd have songs and like I'd listen to their beats while they were writing and I'd write something like on the side, but I would never show it to them or rap it for anybody. And then um one of my older brothers, he's only like a year or two older than me, he started mm -hmm going to the studio so i started going with him 
and um learned how to like record and stuff like that okay but, yeah, what studio was that pretty much was, it. was there a um, spot that it was a couple of different places just friends that had that like had a spot in onlyville um mm -hmm. there was another spot near near the coca-cola factory so oh, okay couple of different places um yeah you know some a lot better than others <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah who was doing your beats back then back then this was like mixtape era oh, so okay we would just get these cds that were called um how to be an mc and we would uh just you know go through those it would be yeah. all like the top the top artists their newest songs their uh the beats for the newest songs mm -hmm. and we just rap on that like you know no one had access to beats really they were mm -hmm. producers but didn't know a ton because equipment was really expensive back then to like get an mpc and all that stuff yeah um so it was really it was really just like remixes and freestyles um and i was rapping with a couple different people that still you know would do music with in uh, like till this day yeah and they're really dope artists yeah yeah who's that like, you a rap uh jesse piff um okay. he's a, he actually he's the one that we were in the camp together with that's how oh. i met him <laughs> well, awesome. did i meet did i meet him at the camp maybe i met him at the camp or a little bit before or something like that but we were rapping i'd stay like at his house for a weekend and we just have like this i don't even know what kind of mic it was it wasn't even a mic it was just something you like glued to the wall and uh we would just, <laughs> like a contact yeah. mic yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and we would just like rap we were making songs we were like yeah this is great this is great it was it was probably actually it was pretty good stuff quality wise it was, it was shit but um i think we we knew what we wanted to do and it, it sounded yeah. good yeah um and then the other my other boy his name's uh drew hill andrew hill um hills his rap name was Youngster. He doesn't rap anymore, but I think he's one of the best artists that I know. Um, nice. And we had same situation. We would we would be at his house. And we'd rap in his closet. <laughs> yeah, that was the booth. Yeah. That was the sound booth. That, you know, like that going was the booth. <laughs> that was the booth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because we would do that at that time, and we didn't have like any good equipment. You know, we had like acid or whatever. The, the program yeah. <laughs> um you weren't taking acid and then rapping it yeah, was, no. <laughs> um and we were using that and we just like rap and we uh -huh. i don't think we really cared what the sound quality was it was more about just like getting your voice over the beat and going yeah. that way yeah and and that went really well we had a um we had a little company that we started uh it was called bose two the names are really funny. One was called Straight Hood, like S T R eight Hood. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then the other one was uh, Fam Entertainment, so uh, F A M. So it stood for Fully Automated Movement. Um, and that was fun. We did we did a lot of stuff. We mm -hmm. had a lot of mixtapes. I I released a a mixtape like under that situation and did like thousands of copies i'm not going to say exactly how many but more than ten thousand copies and i would go out to like different wow. plazas and stuff and just hustle them you know people would buy them and people would come back and bring friends and buy them um that's right so so it was really cool there was a lot of support at a time mm -hmm. where there wasn't really a lot of social media 
So, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? My name's Falco. I'm a rapper. Here's my CD. And people would either buy it or be like, nah. <laughs> Most of the time, they would buy it. But yeah, during, when the times when you could sell, the times is like the 1800s. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But when mixtapes and stuff, like physical mixtapes were popular and like corner store, bodegas and stuff like that. <laughs> like a lot of artists were, were making tons of money, you know, like really? I'm pretty sure like Dipset at one point was, I'm pretty sure they sold millions of copies, you know. Um, like through that channel, through. Yeah, through that, through that channel, through different DJs, the DJ industry was, I feel, a lot bigger. Maybe it still is big, but you don't really hear about them as much because DJs aren't really doing mixtapes because mm-hmm. now you can get in trouble. <laughs> and a lot yeah. of people did get in trouble. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of sucks because a lot of artists made a living that way. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of it, it got shut down because it also was in that realm of Napster. You know what I'm saying? Like using music that you don't have license to. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least that's the excuse they used um, to shut that down and then bring in things like SoundCloud and Spotify where Mm -hmm. you had to go through them to get your music out there, you know? Yeah. Um, I think if people were still able to do mixtapes, it would be a lot different. It would... um, I think when people listen to listen to mixtapes they're a lot more critical than you are because you're paying for it you don't really get a mixtape for free you know so you're a lot more critical when you spend your money on something as opposed to hey this artist just randomly popped up on my feed yeah they suck but i got to listen for free so maybe i'll whatever um so yeah it's different situations but i feel like it was really cool to see like a lot of DJs come up and be able to put artists on and getting placements on certain mixtapes was, you know, a really big thing. So. No Macaulay Culkin sitting on the throne Lane's plotting for the spot that I'm on Let's get it on, message to all My feelings are feeling, feelings are gone now Numb to the pain of the world and physical flaws With no emotions at all, I simply motion them off Them haters talking the cause, won't gossip off in the hall So summer schooling them all, of course, they off course Hate me out in public and love me behind doors In my own lane, through the pain and plenty sorrow Cool for today, tomorrow go full throttle with the pen in one hand Other probably the bottle screaming fuck the world straight to your face You know the motto, young leader, but I'm here to encourage you not to follow Staring back through the mirror, not looking for role models Future color bright by the minute, off in the distance Summertime alone in the zone, sprint to the finish I guess with, you know, some of the music that you're doing now, um, you work with Last Child. Uh, is that pretty much exclusively or um, who else? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. right now, uh, him and I have a ton of projects that we're working on. Okay. Uh, my main focus is, is, is that, you know, um, yeah. he sends me beats. I put raps on them and, and yeah. do that. And that's been work, working really well. We have a good uh, chemistry. We both trust each other, mm-hmm. um, and there's not much to it besides, hey, I have this beat for you, or hey, send me this type of beat, um, and we get yeah. to work. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to working with other producers. Like, yeah, sure. Um, people send me beats and stuff like that. I check them out. I have some like backlog that I'll eventually get to. Um, yeah. But right now, the pri- my priority is with the last child. Yeah. How did you connect with him? Shit, I don't even know. I don't remember. I met him. <laughs> I've known him forever. I've known yeah. last child for ages. So yeah, I don't even. I don't know exactly how we met. To be honest, but he was making beats before I was rapping. So yeah, I know he did like a lot of beat battles, and he was at okay um, a lot of. Maybe as to twenty stuff, but I know for sure he was at the Black Rep, and maybe there was some crossover with whatever yeah. programming um, was happening between both places. But yeah, I think what the the reason, part of the reason why I make the type of music I make now is also because of the type of beats that he was giving me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh well, I can't I can't rap like this on this type of beat, so I started developing it helped me develop a style so yeah and then uh vice versa my style helped him uh kind of guide how he would make beats for me as well and we and we developed a sound together so that's why yeah. we work so closely yeah yeah no i really like it i, I think that it, it's um it's cool how how together you guys are and just the you know the the sound is cohesive and and that it's yeah. you know you know, I guess that kind of leads me into my next question of, you know, you started a project with the progression and um, the green and um, it's no robots, right? Is the next uh, installment of, uh, of that well, project or? So the, the idea with the no robots is it's not actually an album. It's just more okay. of a campaign. It's, it's more okay. of a campaign and a campaign is basically the umbrella for everything that's happening. Okay. You know, the saying the saying is no robots or being anti-robot. Um yeah. or being part of the anti-robot club. So it's not necessarily a project. It is a project and scope of everything. You know, the merch, the yeah. music, whether I'm doing an interview, that's all under no robots, right? Yeah, okay. Um but the actual project that's coming out is called Actually, maybe should I say the name? All right, yeah, I'll say the name. It's called um, the Valley of Wires. So the idea is it it picks up where the green left off, and the Mm -hmm. whole idea behind the green is like I'm standing at a edge of a cliff and I'm looking out into this valley and I'm trying to decide on going forward and you know battling um, the enemies. Or turning around and just returning to regular day-to-day life and not um, getting involved or exposing any of that. So mm-hmm. Valley of Wires is about saying fuck it and jumping down into the valley where okay. all these um, different situations take place and all these robots are. And that's where the project is, the Valley of Wires, pretty much. And then it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like going levels through like trying to fight a boss you know each each CD is a different stage or each yep. project is a, is a different stage and uh the value of why is gonna bring you through three different stages um and then when we get to the end that's gonna lead to something else okay yeah so it continues yeah. on from there yeah like you have a... it, it pretty much continues on yep everyone always <laughs> say are you gonna always rap about robots um. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. As long as they're around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it yeah, says like on it. Uh, on like the on the progression that is like installment one of three or something like that. So exactly. I but yeah. if it but if it's gonna continue on past that, that'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. So so the way it's gonna go is um after I do the value of wires, there's gonna be a progression double uh, O two, and then mm-hmm. I'll do another like the green and value wires are kind of like bridge projects like mm-hmm. in between um so i'll do another progression 002 then i'll do another progression 003 but in between i'll have like other projects such as value wires maybe i'll do something called no robots you know maybe i'll do another version of the green you know there's always different things but like when it gets to you know maybe bigger budget or putting more content behind things the progression projects are the are at the forefront okay yeah well i'm loving what you're doing i think it's incredible um but can you i guess just talk a little bit more about the the concepts behind the robots and what um what that means to you like what's uh yeah all right so the idea of you know all right you hear me say robots and you know machines or technology and stuff like that and the thing with that is I'm not saying like don't indulge in technology or anything like that. What I'm saying is don't let it blind you or fool you into um leading yourself down a certain route. You know, you have to have a certain amount of control over what you're doing and what you're creating. And when you just plug in and and don't really have any like tangible effort or tangible product or like uh, a feeling that you're going for, it kind of mm-hmm. becomes robotic, you know, and, yeah. and that's what you want to stay away from. You want to always keep, this is music, you know, you want to keep your, your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions in that because that's where it resonates with people. And if people continue to just copy and paste what they see is trending, you know, mm-hmm. then that's not really putting effort to it. And you're kind of robbing the listener of having that connection that could possibly like help them through their day-to-day life or or inspire them to do something. If you're just doing something that someone else is doing, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's nothing's original, you know, because we there's been so many things that have been done <laughs> since the beginning of time. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. it's all just an evolution of ideas. But what I'm saying is, like, if there's different ways to take it, but you got to be true to yourself and do, like, what comes uh, as an instinct, not as a result of seeing someone else do it, you know? And that's, and, and that's kind of, like, where, where I like to lean toward, you know? Mm-hmm. Not just, not following the trends, <laughs> And not and not purposely going against the grain is just like, hey, this is what I made, listen to it, or this is what I'm doing, check it out. Yeah. Um, I'm very into sci-fi and very into like riddles and puzzles and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> so okay. it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of just like making a puzzle for listeners to kind of engage in, and and maybe it clicks later. Like, oh, I get what he was talking about. I understand why he did that. Or mm-hmm. oh shit, I got to figure this out. Um, yeah so, so that's why i do that like i'm big into uh twilight zone and uh like star trek and 
everything like that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, Rod Sterling. That's my. Uh, yeah, that's probably the only person I I really. Um, I like how um how in depth and ahead of his time he was with mm-hmm. the material he was putting out, and it always engaged the viewer to think mm-hmm. and uh and come to a conclusion by itself. You know, kind of hearing that it, it makes sense, uh, or you know, made some connections for me of just that. What you're doing is thought out in a very um, cinematic um, or, um, you know, like chapter story, Game of thrones yeah. kind of thing where it's just like, all right, so yeah, here's yeah. this thing. Like, here's the end point that I'm going to get to and here's where I'm going to take you, whether it's, a, you know, you're going to drop a video or, you know, some new music or these other things that it's all part of that story that's being told and that message that you're trying to get out. So. Um, exactly. That's, and here's a spoiler too. I actually I'm writing a book that takes the whole concept from beginning to end. So wow, novel I guess. So that would be that's going to be a very pivotal thing to release. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching this interview, yes, I just told you I'm releasing a book. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Awesome. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the idea behind the whole thing about like no robots means just being yourself. Um, this sounds cliche, but that's the simplest way to say it. Be yourself yeah, yeah. and um, just put your true effort towards your craft. There's going to be people that like it. There will be people that hate it, you know, and that's fine. Um, there's mm-hmm. billions of people in the world. You only need a couple hundred thousand <laughs> to make it if you want to make a living. If you want to make a living off of it, you know. Um, yeah, and if you're and if you're doing things and you're doing it with quality and with intention, there's mm-hmm. no way you know. And, and you're trying to get better and like having your sound as best as you can have it. There's gonna be people that are gonna listen to you, like no matter what. That's it's you know it's just like uh, it's just inevitable. It's impossible mm-hmm. for you to it's impossible for you to make a good product and market it well and you know, not be able to have some people like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think a lot of people get scared of that and that's why they follow trends or whatever. Because they're like, oh, this is a safe bet. This is what people like. Like, no, do what you like. And if someone likes it, they can yeah, you know, dive into it as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that gives people a fresh perspective when you when you take your own approach. Because like, ooh, this is this is different. This is like you know, this is cool, like, and they can't even, it's their first time hearing it or feeling it like that, so it just hits them in a different way, and I think that's important, especially with music, because mm-hmm. people take music very seriously, like, you know, oh, you don't write your own raps, or I'm not saying that about me, I write all my own stuff, but, like, if a rapper doesn't write their own raps, or if they say they do something that they don't, you know, why do yeah. people... Why, you know, people get upset about that. They don't care if an actor's in a movie, you know, and says, like, oh, I have all these guns and all these drugs. That doesn't matter because, yeah. you know, they perceive these things in different ways. When you're, when you're an artist and you're speaking directly to a listener, it has to be truthful to yourself or at least truthful in the aspect like you're telling someone else's story, you know, but you can't say, hey, this is my story if it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. And authentic to <laughs> your life experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, you with, can. I do it. Yeah, but yeah, but then that just means you you fall into the category of of being a robot, you know. Um, yeah. And and when I say being a robot, it just means, um, you know, what does a machine do? It can only do what you program it to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're all, if you think about like a baby, we're all like sponges, you know, when we're first born and we're soaking in all this information. So essentially, you could say, oh, it's, you know, you're being programmed or whatever. So it's kind of like being anti-robot is choosing your program. Like, what do you want? Um out of yourself yeah what do you want what do you want people to get from you you know so it's kind of creating your own program and not letting someone else program you and and tell you how to maneuver i don't give no fucks about a robot talking about a lot of shit they don't got money causing bitches was their own You, you know, you mentioned your your marketing and it's just on point. I mean, you've, you've touched on everything um, from uh, your short videos and, and the, you know, the illustrations that you've done. Are, are you illustrating them yourself? Or, um, are um, it, it, it's, a, it's a variety of things, you know, like I'm, I have a couple of different artists that I work with. So okay. It really just depends on, on what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, I design a lot of my own stuff as well. So it really just depends. Like, hey, I have this idea. What do you want to put on it? Or, yo, look at this sketch. What do you want to add to it? You know, I gotcha. or sometimes, sometimes they'll send me something. Like, oh, I just listened to this song. Look at what I, what I thought of, you know? Yeah. So it's, it, it comes from all angles. Um, but everything has intention behind it, you know? And every, there's a lot of artwork that has that hasn't even, been yeah. put out yet just because it's it's sitting there waiting waiting for its opportunity mm-hmm. um but as far as like all that stuff being cohesive is just my way of bringing that world that i'm speaking yeah. about um that we're all battling against that is like artists are overwhelmingly shut down by technology and yeah, okay, you could be on whatever platform and have a million of whatever, like followers or whatever. But then once you take that platform away, then what do you have? You know, uh-huh. and I kind of and I kind of think of it that way, 
which is the same reason why I like physical and tangible things, because at the end of the day, if Instagram and all that stuff is gone, yeah. I can still I can still connect with people, you know, because I, I, I make personal connections mm-hmm. and um and I, yeah. and I and that's how I maneuver. Um, but a lot of people, they, they just like vanish. <laughs> you wouldn't hear from them again. And it'd be <laughs> yeah. tough to start up. I'm pretty sure that happened to people through like MySpace or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you put your phone number on your shirts, right? Yeah, that's my phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, people so I mean, text like, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me, but you can. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I try to keep all that stuff cohesive just to build on, uh, the concept of that world mm-hmm. and make it more of a real thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I want, I want people to like, for it to resonate with people and for them to really be like, yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with robots. Like, yeah. And mean it and, and understand what that means. And I think mm-hmm. by keeping everything in line, um, it helps make that more real, you know, mm-hmm. um, everything in this world, what I'm sitting on the phone that we're using, whatever, it was thought up by somebody. It was in someone's head first and then mm-hmm. it materialized. And I think that's the same, same way with art, same way with concepts, same way with emotions. If I, if I make music a certain way and you're listening to it, it's going to affect you. You know, you, it could put you in a sad mood. It could put you in a happy mood. It could put you in an energetic mood. Um, so I think that is very important um, mm-hmm. because, you know, energy is only tra- transferred. It's not, it doesn't disappear. If, mm-hmm. I, if I'm saying something to you, you know what I'm saying, that, that becomes a part of you. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you consume energy pretty much. So, you just, and, that's, and that's another thing. I think you just got to be conscious of what you're putting out there because if you're putting negative stuff out there, um, certain things come along with that. Yeah, know? people can sense that. And- yeah. yeah. And whether, whether it's to you, towards yourself or, mm-hmm. or just you know, maybe something you say might evoke a certain thought in somebody, yeah. you know, and um, you could be harming people without even knowing it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to have any of that, like on my, on my conscience or any blood on my hands or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, like I don't, I barely say the N word in my raps. I don't say anything about females you know um just just really conscious of that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so i I try to make music that i can let my mother listen to or my daughter (laughs) without without being like oh let me step away when this bar comes up you know i just yeah yeah i want it to be something that everyone can hear um it does have a very like intense tone to it so you would Mm -hmm. think i was saying something you know but that's that's part of the energy it's really you know no negativity Mm -hmm. except against robots i mean that's all love too yeah when when when, when someone's in the wrong you got to tell them so yeah that's all that is that's all that is and that's just helping people reprogram themselves and think a different Mm -hmm. way think about progression think about building themselves and um Mm -hmm. Not, not falling a victim to, you know, these things that are put out there. If you see a famous artist that's out there and acts and does things a certain way, they know they're influencing their listeners. So you got to mm-hmm. ask yourself why why they're acting that way if they know millions of people are watching. 
and they know it's going to have negative results. Mm-hmm. You know, it mu- there must be a reason behind it. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it can't be, a, and it can't be a good one. It's either fi- it's financially beneficial to them, or they just, you know, an unhealthy person that wants other people to put themselves in certain situations that's going to not allow them to progress in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's, not, there's not much more to it than that. You mm-hmm. have no reason not to say something positive, especially when it's spotlight on mm-hmm. Yeah, is that what one of your quotes, you know, what is life without progression, is that what that means to you? Or can you talk a little yeah, more about that? Yeah, yeah, what is life without progression? I actually, it's funny how that came up because Last Child had sent me a beat I don't remember. I think it was called Progression or The Progression. And this is like one of the first original beats that I got. Um, so I rapped on that. And that was kind of like the beginning stage of how I'm creating my music now. So in the middle of the track, there's like a bridge and I was freestyling. And since the song was called Progression, I was just like, what is life without progression? You know, mm-hmm. and then one of my other boys, he came up with like, the answer there's no real answer but at the shows everyone always says like oh it ain't shit um so you know life without progression ain't shit Mm -hmm. um because we all have to progress technology has to progress people have to progress um yeah and when i say progress i don't even necessarily mean in a positive way progress can go either way it could be it could it could be forward you know what i'm saying negative things can progress you know um and positive things can progress so it's just about choosing your lane and choosing what you want to go forward you know Mm because everything's moving it's not gonna it's not nothing's waiting for you so Mm -hmm. we all just have to make that choice on which lane do you want to be in yeah Um, and 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 that's also just to like prep people or um have them think you know if you see that on my hat you don't read a question without answering it not possible you know <laughs> you yeah, read it you yeah. look at the hat you read it or you look at the shirt actually i think i have it on my shirt yeah and, and it and it and it makes you want to respond you know mm-hmm. and like i said i like to be interactive with people from performance to the merch to whatever and i want you even if we don't talk i want you to see the shirt or see it on someone else and just like think to yourself for a second you know mm-hmm. um and i think that's what it's all about you know, because that could make somebody's day or put someone in a certain mind state like, oh, yeah, what is life without progression? Because it sounds positive. But it doesn't sound like, um, but bitches get money. Like, it's not anything <laughs> like that. It's, it's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't avoid There's some motivational a, tone to it, you know. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. There's a, there's a big motivational tone to it. You know, if you wake up in the, in the morning and you look in the mirror and you ask yourself, what is life without progression? You're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to progress today. I'm going to do something that's yeah. going to, like, bring you to the next tier. Mm-hmm. What is life without progression? progression. 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 Every single day, grind hard, make this winner keep my money best away, so I shine on some. Every 
as I maneuver through the summer haters hanging by my coattail, I'm reaching for success. If you don't like it, no well. Spock attack with logic, devil sucking so for retail. Now I'm back on track. Make the opposition derail. Laughing to the bank, I found some money. Get my emails. Gotta pay close attention to the details like females. Go ahead and try your luck. I do not need help. You say you the man, but act just like females. These suckers trying to jack my ways. I can't see well. I'm far too ahead of you, lames. Wish me well. My lady always ride by my side with no seatbelt. Even when the times get tough, I will be Kind of just brought up your your shows, you know, having that call and response, uh, interactivity with your audience. I mean, yeah. um, seem like really well known for the performances that you put on. Um, can you talk about, uh, you know, what your shows are like, how they've even evolved over time, um, what goes <laughs> yeah. on, what people can expect when, you know, we have shows again. Um, what's yeah. that like? So one primary thing with my shows is, um, whether it's a headline or if I'm like hosting a showcase, I always like to give other artists the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I build the bill myself. You know, I have a lot of friends that are artists. I meet new artists every single day. So to me, it's all about just giving people the opportunity to also get on stage at a show that's going to be managed well, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. there's shows you go to and, and it's not put together too well and you have artists have a bad experience. And I think I have a, different advantage because I'm an artist myself and I know what I want out of a show. So I try to help artists get that for themselves as well. Um, yeah. Obviously it, it takes time and um, everyone's still learning, but I think that's a big point of the shows. And just as far as the interactive stuff is like, Hey man, you, you paid to be here. You physically brought yourself to this place Obviously, not to have a bad time. You don't go out and spend money, <laughs> spend money to have a bad time. Yeah. So, like, whether your dollar is spent to see me or it's spent to see one of your friends that are also on a bill, I just think it's important to bring energy and just speak to as many people as possible mm-hmm. and um, just create a positive experience. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't think I've ever sat backstage for longer than three minutes. You know, and if I do that, it's to like stretch real quick. I like to, I'm in a crowd yeah. watching everyone perform. I'm in a crowd shaking hands and people probably like, who the fuck is this guy that just shook my hand? But then when I go on stage, they're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's all, it's all, it's all to elevate um, mm-hmm. each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just awesome. like the standard of, of what you expect to see when you go to a show. You know, I have I countless times I've had people come to my show and be, and, uh, be like, oh, man, this is better than that so-and-so national act that I just went to go see at, yeah. you know, Venue X, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and paid um, four times as much or whatever, you know. Like. Yeah, it was like, wow, this, this show was better. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, <laughs> like, ten times more. Yeah, and yeah. And then I've also had – I've also had uh, – tons of situations probably every single time if I'm on a bill with you know a different touring act um and then artists come up to me after like how come you're not the headliner like, damn, you, can't, <laughs> yeah. you didn't know me you might not have known me before this moment you came to see this guy but yeah, yeah. no you know now you're gravitating towards me so it's yeah. just all about you know 
putting putting the right energy out there and people people hold on to that you know they yeah if they feel like you're a person just like them which which i am which we are yeah. um then there's no reason to put yourself above people i don't care if i'm in new york i don't care if i'm in philly florida wherever you know mm-hmm. if it's the environment that was created to perform in like i'm gonna hang out with everybody or as many people as possible and um we're all gonna interact with each other it's not gonna yeah. be it's not gonna be a are they here you know i always hear that are they are they even here like damn they don't they don't even think you're gonna show up because you're backstage um the, oh, like the other artists you, yeah 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 like if people love you and they came to see you you like being in a crowd isn't going to take anything away from yeah. you getting on stage and performing if anything it's going to enhance it because people are like wow he stood next to me or, oh i got to talk yeah. to him or whatever yeah um, not not saying that all artists should take that approach i guess i'm i might just be more comfortable with it because i'm used to running shows and always like running around and being mm-hmm. busy and having like that pressure on all the time so i i understand if some people need to like if you need to be backstage and like lay down or whatever, um, mm-hmm. everyone has their own approach. I'm just saying, me personally, I like to be, you know, in the pit <laughs> with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, you know, like there's yeah. videos of you, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the pit rapping and everyone's around you with lights, you know, their cell phone yeah. cameras. I just had to check going. my teeth because yeah. I've hit myself in a, in a mouth so many times, so many <laughs> times. Um, from going into the crowd, I was talking to, uh, to my girl about this earlier, so I definitely got to get like a foam cover for the. Mic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've, you know, kids are crazy, man. Like yeah, they just hop and they hit your elbow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mic metal tip right into the fucking mouth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing I'm excited to get back to. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're yeah. antsy to get back to doing that. So. Um, one real quick question, like when can people expect um, the next release to come out? The Valley of Wires, is that slated for yeah. this year? Well, it's cool because uh, Valley of Wires, VOW, like you vow, yep. you know, I vow to kill the robots. And that should be coming at the end of August, as long as everything works out properly. Nice. Um, it's going to be really short, straight to the point high energy, um, and tons of content. This time this time around, we're going to do a lot of content. Um, mm-hmm. As you see, different cartoons and stuff like that. A lot of cool merch. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, cool. end of August. Before the end of 2020, you'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, we're waiting, you know. Um, waiting, waiting's good. Yeah. <laughs> when, when people aren't waiting for you, that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when you're like, Hey, put this thing out and they're like, Oh, all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <What? Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> I want um, people to be like, finally. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in that camp.
so yeah, I mean, with some of the production stuff, is that uh, Summer 88, is that your production company that you um, do yeah. shows with? And um, Yeah, yeah, that's my production marketing company. And yeah. um, going forward, like I have done stuff with a lot of different artists, whether mm-hmm. they're merging or they have record deals or whatever situation. But I'm going to be, that would be more in the forefront towards the end of this year. So I'll be more openly uh, providing like marketing services, designing mm-hmm. services and stuff like that for artists um, just to help everybody. Because I, I see the response when I release stuff, and what people see like with my content. So yeah. I want to help help other artists do the same yeah. thing. I'm not saying like, I have, oh shit, I have the greatest whatever. But like, yeah. do, I don't know. Do people people like the artwork and mm-hmm. yeah. So if I could help them get something that's on that level, then, yeah. you know, that's all. Yeah. Do. And in the past, you've booked a lot of open mics and um, open mics, national acts, tours. Festivals, yeah. Yeah. That's everything. Pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. And not even just music. I've done combination of music and art shows, um, you know, with vendors and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Live dancers. That always sounds weird, but like hip hop dancers or other other <laughs> yeah, type yeah. of chor- choreography. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Choreograph? Yeah, choreograph. Choreograph. Choreography? Is that I? <laughs> yeah. Chore- what? What's that? Word? It's like, use that, yeah. I use that word like, what, once every five years? So. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the, the gallery, public. Uh, shop and gallery can you talk about what that is your um your relationship to it and uh you yeah. know what people can expect there so um public it's owned by myself and my partner Cass inez um and it's basically a shop and gallery in the in the front area it's an art gallery and in the back of the shop but you know we kind of mix things as well and it's primarily there to give emerging artists and um artists that you know have been doing it for years mm-hmm. an opportunity to showcase their work um to the public um and also opportunities to engage in different events like live performances mm-hmm. uh poetry nights uh comedy nights we've had dinners there you know tons of things so mm-hmm. really a way to bring the community together um that's why we created that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how, uh, I know that you've been closed with COVID-19. Is there, you know, anything that people can do to support you? Or, or what are you guys, what have you been up to over we'll, this time? Um, yeah, we've been closed since March. It's, it's almost like we've been, uh, yeah, it's, we've been closed since March. Um, but we do have some stuff that we'll be announcing um very soon mm-hmm. actually in august we'll be making okay. a, a couple of different shifts but um we'll be announcing it soon don't want to say too much about that right now. yeah okay yeah. yeah but there will be ways to support and ways that you can um help keep that going and help yeah okay um build it even more yeah okay sure. so uh it's the best way to just follow the gallery on instagram yeah, public, yeah. not private on Instagram. Follow that, and um, we'll have some updates on there soon. 
Cool. Yeah, well, last, last question. Um, yeah. What would you say is your greatest musical accomplishment? My greatest musical accomplishment? Um, I think one of the biggest accomplishments would be being able to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Not having to wait on anyone for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and being able to somehow find people that are great to work with, such as mm-hmm. like Last Child or BOH Studios, you know what I'm saying? That's where I record at, um, and they shoot yeah. a majority of my videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's like a, a big accomplishment to have those types of relationships with friends, you know, yeah. and be able, and, you know, really good quality. Yeah, um, create amazing stuff together, yeah. Yeah, because you know you could be an artist and never come never come across anyone that can help you. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's very lucky. Yeah, there's some talent here. You know. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of talent. You know, and yeah. even beyond the people I work with, there's so many other talented individuals mm-hmm. that I, you know, I, I'm always checking out local music, and everyone has really great visuals and really great uh, other content and. Uh, mm-hmm great records and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so it's not just them you know it's just it's everything <laughs> everyone has like a lot of talent and yeah i think a big spotlight's being put on that absolutely well thank you so much Spaka. i appreciate your time man this has been awesome hey thank you appreciate it if you think that you can stop me man you got another thing coming oh lord